episode 44. 44, 4 and a 4. Oops, not a fucking race, mate. Yeah, I've done fuck all. I need to get my headphones. Man on the dusty roads of the Pilbara. Be mate? Now that you mention it. <laughs> Every time a dog takes a shit. Um, edit that out, Clayton. Um, if you're not paying attention. Let's just keep our eye on the ball. Offshore. Oh, like, for books. fuck's sake. Like, yep. he's no hero of Ukraine if he's doing that. Too fart again? Or is it just your attitude? Oh, yeah, I'll have another beer. Thanks, Mick. Good on you. Is there a point to this, or what are you doing? Talk. I'm just giving a plug. I'm just oh, giving right a right fucking plug. Yeah, <laughs> just no. wondering. Sorry, interrupt, Clarky. Well, I'm not. But no, well, I've got another example. idea. Stop wasting my time. It's all right, Clarky. It's fine. It's fine. Nah, it's fine. Just think of yourself, mate. There's three of us here. Utter fucking scam. Three people that I'll just list that do fucking pay attention to politics. That's your boss, your landlord, and your bank. Yeah, that's yep. good enough for me. That's a good. Oh, it's a good episode. Fucking. Let's keep it tight. Pretty high standards. Okay. It's high, almost as high as Clarky circa 1995. Calm down, calm, Fuck, calm that's down. pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> like if you've ever seen like a weather balloon, high, uh, higher than that. Uh, not like the one that came down in Melbourne the other day. Fuck, it was a classy. We were only looking at him the other day, weren't we? Going for a walk. What, ended up in someone's backyard or yeah, something? Yeah, literally, yeah. It fell short of the runway. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, everyone was okay. That's good. Yeah, everyone was fine. Not great, not terrible. Right, oh. So here we are back in the shed. For episode 45, the first episode of 2022. Nice. Um, we've had, we've been flooded with requests for podcasts. Um, our emails, been, inbox has been massively full. People ringing us flat out saying, when's your next podcast? Fan mail coming in, text messages, Facebook messages. Right, so we've got um, a very big announcement. We probably should just get this out of the way early. Do it. Um you can go to buy me a coffee or patreon.com um, to get all our premium content and the episode is going to end now for for tight ass cunts that haven't paid us money so the end of the episode bye yeah. go on strike flip cars yeah, yeah no that's not happening no that was complete bullshit oh, well, before, before however on, what, what we might want to well, do actually it wasn't full complete bullshit there was at least three people that have said to me when's your next podcast coming out <laughs> okay what were you talking about episode 44 44 5 wasn't it 44. I've written 45 on there. Are you well, sure? I'm absolutely 100% sure. Well, how, how about we round it off, take the median and just say it's episode 4000, and then also, quick sound check, I sound great, off we go. Episode underway. Very 40, good. Definitely 44. Last one we recorded, unfortunately, it's been embarrassing, it was tw- December the 18th. How the fuck has it been four months? Four. It's fucking, yeah. Time, time yeah. has flown this year. Yeah. We've got to talk about the election. That's coming up. What have we got, four weeks? A few of those the things. Time recording and... Clarky, oh, fucking jump in. If, we, if we seem distracted, it's because Clarky looks like he's about to pack up and fuck off home, even though he just started. I'm Paul can't say trying that. to set up my fucking wife <laughs> hotspot to move a computer, oh, and it's not working. Oh, here we go. Plug that in. You're online? Oh, you haven't yeah. paid your bill this month? Yeah. Okay. Am I online or what? Oh, dear. Um, so, how do we want to eat the elephant? In the fucking ripping big chunk or in little chunk? I'm just going to, I'll just. Focus on the war crime aspect of the horrific shit that's going on over in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, and not to downplay um, what those peeps are going on over there. Obviously, Putin's a fuckwit, complete psycho, and uh, there's no justification for what he's currently doing in the Ukraine. But what the hypocritical machine and the propaganda machine that almost portrays what's going on there as if it's never happened before and no other country would stoop so low as to do these things. And, you know, the only people that are getting hurt through this conflict are workers. You know, soldiers on both sides are still workers. Civilians are all workers. No war but class war. But we've got very, very short memories 
and or uh, there's only a specific type of person that we give a fuck about. So if you look at Iraq, for instance, and the war crimes that have happened in Iraq and the lack of outrage around that, um, that's a clear indicator that just depends where you live and what colour of your skin is, determines the amount of outrage that you should feel for a certain personal situation when it comes to war crimes. And if you look at uh, Julian Assange, he basically exposed some pretty horrendous behaviour by US forces in Iraq and now he's rotten in a cell because the US are upset by the fact that they got embarrassed on the world stage, but now they're the ones that are... You know, the the leading cheerleaders of, oh, look how terrible Russia are and all these war crimes. Like, I'm not playing down the fact that war crimes have happened in the Ukraine. It's, it's horrendous. But we need to take a long, hard look at ourselves. If we're going to go out there and start bagging Russia for war crimes, then we've got to take a, a retrospective look in our own backyard and take responsibility for the shit that we've done to prove that we've got merit with what it is we're saying, so to mm. speak. Because yep. it's like... <clears throat> oh, there's war crimes and they murdered all these civilians and that's terrible. And we're like, yeah, we know it's terrible, but when we do it, we don't give a fuck. Mm. Crimes against humanity, Clarkie, are are structurally inherent to the idea of nation states, imperial pursuits, colonial dispute, imperial colonialism, all that sort of stuff. It's impossible to avoid unless you fucking, like, you know what I mean? It, It can be a project and a path, but some of the fucking hypocrisy that's coming out on those points, like you say with, with Julian Assange, the ability and how we go about picking teams, like it's just fucking hilarious. This one's thrown up a few curveballs with the colour of the skin thing because it's like, oh, fuck, they've both got the same skin colour. It's like, geez, what do we do here? That's raised a few fucking problems. And I think it, a, a tee into there the, is, I think, the only thing that pushes past that skin colour bit, the only bit of delineation they have other than that, apart from nervousness, Neil, it's a good point, is the fact that people are still pushing Russia as communist. And yeah. it's that economic one. It's the communism versus the last sort of bastion to the east of them, which is, you know, this white thriving capitalism of Ukraine. But another part of the massive hypocrisy, other than the nationalism that, and the war crimes and the WikiLeaks bullshit that people are spouting, not to take it away anything from a, um, a fallen comrade in the Ukraine, but it is true that millions and millions of brown folks across places like Yemen, Somalia, Syria... Mali in Africa, all these sort of places, they've been dying in record numbers in proxy wars for years, but no one has given a shit because they're, the media hasn't blown it up the way they have in the Ukraine. So we hear every time a dog takes a shit in the Ukraine and it, it got scared by a Russian, we hear about that. Mm. Yeah, we're um, almost almost fucking getting a full Steven Spielberg production quality. Oh, it's, it's very a lot of a lot of pan work and dolly work of along showing the drone street, footage, street definition. Yep, yep. It's shocking. So, same as we've been pushing back on and not, but not defending. In essence, is when people sort of attack this boogeyman idea of oh, communist China and the Communist Party and all that, and oh, Russia is doing this because they're communist. No, they're doing it because it's an imperial war about energy. Effectively, this is what the war is about. Um, And it has been since the end of the Second World War and the formation of NATO and the United Nations and all that sort of stuff. So don't take the bait on the fact that the the mainstream media has perfectly nailed another boogeyman. Um, Mm. They're doing their very best to make you think that Russia and Putin are no good or more no good than anyone else, but they're just like any other aggressor um, in an imperialist war. So the other interesting part is, you know, even as recently as 18 months ago, the West was bagging the fuck out of... Ukraine saying it was the shiftiest joint in 
Europe effectively that the joint was a shit tip. Corruption was out the door. They were personally having a crack at Zelensky, who's been turned into an MTV superstar, getting on Zoom and singing everyone's songs. They've turned him into cult legend status. But as, as I said, as recently as like 18 months ago, they were saying the bloke's an absolute shyster and apparently isn't a master personal wealth of over a billion dollars. I'm not sure how you do that. On, the, um, on his way to a billion dollars, but it's getting close. Yeah, sure, yeah. and I'm not sure how you do that in the line of civic duty. Must be um, a very, very hard worker, Neil. Mm, but sure. let's just keep our eye on the ball. So this conflict, um, although it is very being rammed down our throats at a rate of knots, they can't get us to pick a side based on skin colour. They're trying to get us to pick a side on a fake construct of an economic system being communism. Language is everything, Michael. Language is and everything. And it's that, um, like Peter now, Joseph talks about it. Sorry, I cut you off there, didn't I? No, Did no, you? You, no, mate, you're good. Go for it. You're Sorry, Clarky. So I think I'll cut you off after you cut Mick off. <laughs> and then I'll cut you all off about eight times. Just full. It's like. Oh, we're a bit rusty, aren't we? We're a bit rusty. No, it's it's full it's samurai. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Full samurai. <laughs> what I was going to say is. Um, <sighs> around that tribalism stuff, and Peter Joseph touches on it um, quite often, but uh, it's almost like we get prepared for tribalism. And I can uh, go off on a little bit of a tangent now and say when I was at the football and watched West Coast beat uh, Collingwood. Fucking hell, a little um, bit of a tangent. Jesus Christ. I felt part of the tribe. We've left Ukraine and ended up at a fucking I, No, top. hang on. I'll come back around. I felt part of the tribe. I was there with me. West Coast jumper on and I was walking out of the stadium. There was a fair few people with West Coast jumpers on cheering and very happy that we'd knocked off the pies and all the pies fans were very downtrodden and very sombre. Um, but that type of Part of something bigger or, than you. Part of something bigger you than know, you. Just, yeah. You know, it's part of the team. You yeah, know? We're, all on, the same, we're all on the same side here. And I couldn't help but think during all that that, fuck, you know, this is full... Team Australia, Team US, Team fucking whoever against the opposition, whoever they may be. So whether it be when we go to Afghanistan or Iraq or um, whether it be the politicisation of our biggest trading partner, um, China, who's now our biggest enemy or, or biggest threat, so to speak, that they build this tribalism is constantly reinforced and inbuilt into our culture. And it's playing out again with the whole war in Ukraine and pick a side, mm. pick your tribe, yep. so to speak. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, and just sort of fleshing out on a few of the, the points that you've made, the language comes back to the old manufacturing of consent. So you've, you, you've, we're, co- we're, to all, we're talking about the same things in the West and in Russia. We're just giving them different names. So we're, we're committing to the, you know, the Cold War uh, language of communism. Russia has not been a communist state for a very long time. They've gone capitalist and actually gone past the West in so many ways. Like, he literally, uh, well, they literally privatised. China and Russia show you that state intervention, like public ownership and that that ability to influence, inverted commas, the market mechanism through controlling cost because you're providing a service, works like all fuck. Yeah, although that's gone, that might be the case with China. So they're they're probably hanging on to those social aspects of public ownership and all the rest of it but that's not the case in in russia at all like that's part of the problem they've sold off all their essential public services to 
Putin's mates, essentially, because they're all in the same class. So they've skipped past the West in privatising fucking public, essential public services, you know, rail and, and mainly the profitable ones, like the, the resources and stuff. It's the biggest crack up, now, oli- the next, oligarchs versus billionaires. That's what I was going to say. So there be all these oligarchs, oh, these bad oligarch people, the boogie <laughs> oligarch people, it's like, you know, fucking, they're just billionaires. Like fucking Elon Musk, like fucking all yeah. the rest of them. Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer and Ziggy. fucking, yeah. Gina. Gina, $36 billion I found out the other day she's fucking oh. worth. Not too bad. Ooh. After crying about the resource tax that Labor wanted oh, to put geez. in about eight Fuck, years she ago. Must, she must work really hard. Very I reckon hard. she does. Very, well, you can tell. You can tell, yeah. yeah look, look at a picture of her. She clearly no. works very hard. Very hard. Very yeah. hard. So, yeah, well, that's my main one. It's just the manufacturing consent. It's um, oligarchs, billionaires. And to Mick's point about Zelensky, not 18 months ago, like literally fucking October last year, The Guardian, and we're not talking about freaky left-wing fucking newspapers or online blogs or anything like that. We're talking about established media of The Guardian and many others uh, who are involved in reporting on the Pandora Papers, which we've talked about heaps. Yeah, he's amassed... um, US, something like about $500 million, which is upwards of about six or $700 million Australian, and it's growing. Like he's, They rest, estimate his income, which a large part of it is generated and kept in offshore bank accounts. Another good sign of a true patriot is to keep all your fucking wealth offshore, Off like for books. fuck's sake. Like yep. He's no hero of Ukraine if he's doing that. He's earning about, a, they estimate he's earning about $110 million a month. $110 million a month. You don't earn that sort of money through blood, sweat and tears. It's through exploitation of uh, natural assets or human fucking input line items to exploitative business models. Like well, he doesn't, watch, he doesn't watch Netflix and he's good with Bitcoin, <laughs> mate, clearly. Like, he doesn't waste time like you or me. He's minting 10 NFTs before breakfast comes. Yeah. <laughs> he's never had smashed our Valentine's. Oh, that's it. That's exactly That's right. It. He That's sounds right. like a real friend of the worker. He's got a good grind set going, eh? He's fucking. <laughs> he's up at four. Fucking. <laughs> what do you mean up? He never sleeps, Clarky. Uh, mad tangent because we don't do many of them on this potty. Um, so there's a bit of foreign aid flowing into Europe, uh, especially the Ukraine. So Uncle Joe came out today. He's very upset with Russia, and they're sending another billion dollars worth of military aid to Ukraine. To help fight the Russians. So they've got a billion dollars just laying around uh, to send over to the Ukraine. I wonder who benefits from that. It's definitely not the worker. And it's this whole bullshit military industrial complex of, righto, what can we do to help? Um, We'll send you a million dollars worth of arms that we're probably going to have to then... uh, Restock our own infantry and the fucking wheel turns and the machine turns. Fuck yeah. Your Lockheed Martins and your Raytheons and um, these sort of mobs just go beauty. That's um, away we go. We get a we get a new order and we just keep churning them out. And the other thing is, you sort of get when you're pumping because they they weren't prepared to be an open combatant because then that would put them in open conflict with Russia and all sorts of doomsday scenarios, which is fucking no good. So they're t- doing the you know two degrees away. They're just pumping arms and resources into the area. The the thing that's really sort of worrying about that is America's done this for a number of years. They did it in Iraq, they did it in Syria, and then what happens next? We got ISIS and all sorts of other people that said, fuck, there's a lot of stuff lying around that we could use. There's a lot of fucking land cruisers with machine guns bolted to the back. Maybe we should use this for our own reasons. So I'm not sure that having a shitload of arms pumped into a powder keg region with all sorts of problems seems to be 
a way to resolve problems rather than continue conflicts that you want continued for a specific reason. Maybe to keep energy prices up. It's artificially um, inflating the market. That's that's what it's doing. (laughs) Market intervention. Pump and dump. Pump and dump. One of the... um, Yeah, before you go, before you... Just one point on that. Sorry, interrupt, Clarky. Well, I'm not. But the flag vessel thing, (laughs) like the flag... So, what's Biden's threatening? He won't have any flagged Russian vessels in his ports. Is that what he's saying? Yep. So, any Russian flagged, like, um, merchant navy. Well, it's good. That's a good technique. But if if, um, Putin was going to do that to, say, Australia... It fucking wouldn't matter a fuck because what have we got? About 24 Australian flagged merchant shipping vessels. Like, literally, that's all we've got. So, that's a big campaign that the MUA have again going on about with fuel security and all the rest of it. If any country opposed to Australia's tactics internationally wanted to threaten that, it would fucking fall flat like a like a <laughs> deflated balloon in five seconds. We've got nothing. We've yeah. got nothing. Yeah. So, just wanted to make that point, Clark. The, like, <laughs> Because everyone's outraged, right, at what Russia's doing, but they're only outraged in certain degrees. Like Germany get a quarter of their oil energy from Russia, and they're they're no longer going to buy any Russian oil, like a quarter of their supply. But they're just not just now, though. They've got to wait a bit down the track. Down the track, like towards Christmas time, then then they're going to not buy any Russian oil because yeah. they're outraged. Yep. Is that well, a bit like the fuel excise and they said this will kick in just after we've exhausted those reserves because they definitely cost us $2.20 to refine those those few litres. Wasn't that bullshit? We were, <laughs> we're watching a fucking fuel station change its price three times in a day there about a month ago. Yeah. They must have just been getting new trucks in every time that price point changed, I reckon, Mick, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> That's fuck it. What a laugh. Different different fuel each time. Nuts. Not. What a scam, eh? What a scam. Complete, utter fucking scam. The uh, more geopolitical, nuanced part of it's pretty complex, and there's a fair bit to unpack there, and I'd suggest that you look at a link that we'll put in the description to Abby Martin's interview with um, an anti-war protester that does go into a lot of the nuance around NATO and deals that were done in the past that have since been um, ignored or treaties that have been pulled out on and the pressure that uh, they'll potentially putting on Putin via uh, Ukraine wanting to join NATO and all those types of things. So it wasn't just like, he didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, fuck it, I'm going to invade Ukraine. It was a long process leading to that point and, you know, the US had their hands um, all over this as far as like agitation and political agitation in the Ukraine and things of that nature and like we said before, the mainstream media was saying that the the joint was corrupt and old mate president was no good. There's a fair bit in it. So it's not quite the mainstream media have sort of made it out to be that, oh, P- 
Putin doesn't like Ukraine, so he's invading. There's there's a there's a fair bit in it, and that'll give you a pretty solid background to probably get your head around the geopolitics around how the war uh, event- eventuated and started. But then, like the other stuff, basically the stuff we've touched on prior to that is all about the propaganda and the hypocrisy of it all, and mm-hmm. fucking give yourself a triple um, if you're not paying attention. The, the attention that's paid in the West is also, if you look over the few most recent conflicts, is also um, very convenient in terms of timing with politics in their own countries. Like you look at Bush and Blair and Howard in yep. Iraq, they were fucked politically. They needed a fucking win. What better thing to do than to strike the flame of the heart of the nation and fucking move off to war? They so, turned around their tides at the election. Sounds like now, mate, Margaret Thatcher did the same thing. Thatcher, you got Boris Johnson, who's f- fucked beyond belief in Britain. All he's been doing is just doing the ScoMo thing of just talk about the Ukraine flat out. He needed a break. Biden um, needed to talk about something. Morrison was fucked. Um, I'm not saying they're colluded, but if you combine political circles with the opportunity provided by the media and you have clever operatives that can flood a 24-hour news cycle with stories, all of a sudden um, the problems of the day go away. And the common thread there is class and the the same class owns the newspapers that are predominantly read by most of the people. It's a a, no coincidence. It's it's fucking shocking. So if if we looked at, say, wrapping up, I've just written down four sort of headings if you blokes want to help me wrap this up, but... The first point would be look out for a fake narrative when it comes to the war. This is apparently about communism bad, Zelensky and Ukraine good, when it's really about an energy war. It's about any major power and imperialism, and it's also a very, very handy distraction for the ruling conservative parties around the world of the day. And when I say conservative, on a spectrum of things (laughs) like Blair's Labor government was fucking centre-right, so we're not talking about raging lefty governments if we had Corbyn in I I imagine he would be condemning the war because of the worker impact and well, the, the yeah. class impact I think we'll definitely put that <clears throat> there's a very good speech or interview only brief goes for about seven minutes with Jeremy Corbyn at the start of the war and it gives you a very good insight into how he'd be dealing with the situation and he talks consistently about solidarity with the um, working people of because it's the working people work the working class has no borders attached to it and he talks a lot about that sort of thing and how uh, he doesn't you know his his solidarity is with the if you put it in context of this fucking shed you know the, the electricians in both Ukraine and Russia they're both fucking going to impact have huge impacts imposed on them forced um, to do shit things like yeah. you look at the I know it was overblown into a fucking Rambo movie, but the scenario at the Chernobyl <laughs> power plant yep. where you had um, workers inside unsure of what they should do, Russian soldiers being tasked to do a thing which was probably really reckless and dangerous. Um, these, It's not – we've been so bred through – pop culture that we think that anyone on the 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 boogeyman side of the fence they're all rabid believers in the the cause of the state mm. on their side when they would have the same fucking fears and reservations as the next bloke because they're 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 as you you rightly say they're workers it's a fucking dangerous job for shit pay yes yep. um and they don't want to be there they want to be back with their families of course like everyone else yeah and like to clarky's point you know the the um the Abby Martin uh, interview, I can't remember the guy, a bit of a specialist in geopolitics, and he's talking up the history, you know, and, and this goes to Mick's point again, also about how this, how the world we live in is being bred on pop culture and how it's 
every fucking war and battle and argument is distilled to the fucking lowest common denominator. There's no excuse being given for Putin in what he's done, but the fucking escalation to war is not just purely on his fucking mad mindset, which is, how you know, this crazy fucking dictator. Some of the justifications for doing something were fucking pretty red hot and the the evidence has been plotted all the way along and and like some the of the ones propagation through expanding nato and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah or even just the the amount of money that the us um were pumping into ukraine to make it a valid western country well, they have been for you know 2014 there was a it kicked off over there and the the us pumped billions into the last set of elections and all that sort of stuff when the us is putting money into a frontier country it sort of reminds me with tooling around the Ukraine in, in terms of Russia, it reminds me of the map of um, uh, Iran with all the fucking mm. army bases around it. And yeah. the, the bit, like, there's millions. It's like yeah. dot, 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 all around Iran. Yep. And it's the, the piss take in that particular meme was, you know, how dumb is Iran to put their fucking country so close <laughs> to US army bases? But it's the, the uh, that Western support by stealth and the the NGOs and the private armies and all that and the, yep. this foreign aid concept that we talk about um it's it fucking stinks you know they're yep. just moving themselves moving their doormat closer and closer to a border looking for a blue yes looking That's- for a reason and then it goes right back to what you were talking about Neil which is once um that aid's declared it's straight into the political donors. Oh, we need you to repl- to replenish our stocks. We've got no, you know, there's a good fat contract for you. Yeah, that sort of stuff, and the wheel just keeps turning. It's yep. just perennial. It is, like, yeah. US is, absolutely. US back coups and or uh, agitation in foreign countries. You've got like Iran been a few. back in '53, Guatemala '54. They assassinating people in um, South America. There's a coup in Brazil. Wasn't like two, two years since. The Second World War that they weren't actively fucking around in another country. It's, they've been pretty busy. So Chile seventy three, Haiti ninety three, Haiti again in two thousand and four, and Venezuela in two thousand and two. They're they're pretty busy. Yes, turns out like yeah, this whole idea of they're the watchdog and um you know making sure that everyone's behaving. They're the ones fucking poking everyone with stick for fuck's sake. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. If and for anyone that say take away the the rabid support of the media who love to pump this stuff up and the nationalism and to get the that sort of consent the the engineering consent side of it is if you take that away it reads like a fucking james bond novel like it's literally like um Mm -hmm. specter or some fucking cunt that lives in a volcano somewhere (laughs) like pulling strings and he's got this master plan of disruption like literally 60s bond is how the western that's apparatus have fucking rolled it out it's full, hilarious full pinky if it was, brain. wasn't so fucked and so many millions of people have had suffered so badly and not for a second will i ever cop this argument oh look how look how many millions of lives capitalism's improved it's fucking <laughs> it's a handbrake on progress yeah technology's yep. improved lives well, capitalism fucking the, destroys lives that's where you get into the what are the solutions to this crisis sort of situation and that becomes as, as complicated and nuanced is the reason that it's got to this point in the first place but i can tell you question question your prejudices yeah that's right but the one solution that's not going to fucking solve the problem is by is by excluding russian tennis players from wimbledon i don't think that's going to fucking solve any it's like oh let's penalize a worker because essentially that's what these tennis players are it's a real good point like they're going to these weird extremes about like they're 
they banned certain books, like someone fucked up and banned Mar- um, Marx, even though he was German. But like all these, how convenient! Oh, oh whoops! Let, didn't realise that. All but this, it seems to fit the narrative. So let's yeah, do that. Oh, yeah. sorry. We, it's, we said the inside thing about communism. We weren't <laughs> oh, supposed whoops. to. But like, you know, performing artists have been banned. A lot of sports people, a lot of sponsorships, and all this sort of shit. Lee and you like been smashed. Yeah, the RT, XRT. Well, Abby Martin yeah. has been caught up in that as well. But yeah. when you look, it's really fucking, really frustrating, and specifically for those people who would effectively go about their business and probably wouldn't have any interest in fucking nationalism and imperialism. But where the fuck was the, these sort of um, actions taken against US, UK, and Australians when we were fucking torching Afghanistan, Iraq? Yeah. Where was it? No, no, and we've and again circling right back to this to this one of Clarkie's first points. We've, there's an Australian in fucking Hydemarsh prison or Broadmarsh prison, or whatever prison, whatever it is, in uh, for exposing these very fucking That's crimes right. that the same politicians are saying we've got to expose these war crimes of fucking Vladimir Putin. Russia, it's like, yeah. well, fucking while you're at it. Yeah. There's a few others that wouldn't be uh, worth, wouldn't be bad that were actually fucking. You get fine everywhere on the now, internet. Now that you mention it, <laughs> you, you get these talking. You should shut up about that. <laughs> you get these talking heads on fucking commentators on uh, on the Ukraine conflict. Like it's, I, I love giving the ABC a run during the day, but it is painful because they've basically become a megaphone for the Ukraine crisis from a Western point of view. But they get these talking heads on there, and they're like, oh yeah, that's very concerned about war crimes and chemical weapons and you just go on massive Syria flashbacks every fucking minute. Um, but when you look at it, the, even the, the things that they give away through their these absolute hacks that they bring on to try and just promote this, these poor buggers that they get on as an apparent expert in the field, right? They're talking about, oh, this is how you mount a case and this is the sort of evidence you need and... Um, you know, and it perfectly described what is already available through terabytes of WikiLeaks. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, it's hard because some of the footage isn't real good. And you're like, I remember all the shit I watched on WikiLeaks was really, really fucking good. Because <laughs> the cameras that the US used on their fucking attack helicopters were quite high fucking def when they were blowing people away doing nothing wrong. All, all the awkward reparations that I think are still going on between Australia and East Timor in regards oh, to fucking fuck pinching all their gas yeah. and bugging their fucking... You know. But the war, war crimes yeah. in East Timor have just come out. Um, or alleged war crimes against the SAS. Like, yeah, that's, that's the true. latest cab off the rank when it comes to Australia uh, being massive hypocrites. And- is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah allegedly, yeah. allegedly. And again, this sure. is this is soldiers. Alleged, probably just doing their job. And I'm not going to apologise for bad behaviour, but in yeah, I yeah, I'd, I'm suspect on that. Maybe at well, the very at the very detaining and um, detaining civilians. Oh, the, and was that the one civilians. where the New, New Zealand wouldn't hand over yes. their yeah yeah because they were like no nah, the SAS is touching them up yeah 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 yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah I'm I mean for who would know but why has that become a story all of a sudden I just think it's one they've been sitting on for a while oh, potentially the, yeah yeah as a nice distraction but um. And then what have uh, New Zealand got to gain? That one's a strange one. But, yeah, fair point, fair point. And th- th- we've been a fucking a supporter or an active bad player in so many fucking things to call out war crimes in the Ukraine is just being completely fucking hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, the US as well, they fucking dropped an atomic bomb on t- on civilian populations. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, that we're really. already fucked and we're going to surrender in a few weeks anyway. Yeah. Not to worry. They were fucked. But don't worry about that. Um the video I referenced before was Abby Martin's talking to a guy called Brian Becker. Goes for a bit, but it's awesome. Um, make sure you check it out. So let's segue into the next biggest show in town, which is the federal election. 
And apparently if you can't remember one specific figure about one specific thing, it means you can't rule the country, according to the fucking mainstream media, because Albo forgot what the unemployment rate is, which is a completely fucking irrelevant fucking number anyway, because without context, it doesn't mean fuck all. And the cash rate, which is not set by the government anyway. But my point to that, lads, is... Um, sure, in this really short, sharp 24-hour news cycle, which is just all about, to be frank, in the mainstream, lazy journalism and, and grabs. Poor old Albo wouldn't want to be him because the amount of pressure that you're under to have every fucking facet, like that's all that's being um, picked apart here. That's No one gives a fuck about policy, let's be really honest. Mm. You can tell by the lack of policy that's been announced that no one cares about policy. But when people have been saying, oh, you know, fucking this, is, this idea of strong leadership and Albo fucked up and all that, like, there's this huge bureaucracy in Australia. There are literally thousands of people that work for the Department of Treasury who are absolute nerdy number gurus on every fucking measure yep. of money in this country. The Prime Minister doesn't sit there with a calculator doing much of this. No. Um, so whether he knows or not, sure, would it, would it have been a good look for Albo to know these two... Particularly meaningless figures, yeah. Or even but have an answer like Clark he gave. The number's fucking nonsense anyway. Yeah, and yeah. The, but the the number is meaningless. But there's a whole bureaucracy and the Department of Treasury and Finance that sit there doing all these things. They take care of business. That's why public service is really, really fucking important. Yes, that's yeah. not just one strong fucking gobby cunt like Scott Morrison sitting there busily with a calculator fucking making sure that we pay the bills out of his own wallet. Like, fucking come on. I know. And when it's convenient for, for Morrison, he'll fucking no pump his... Oh, yeah, I'll have another beer. Thanks, Mick. Good on you. It's all right, Clark. You're fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. Just think of yourself, mate. There's I'll three of us here. Beer. Just ignore you, cunts. <laughs> nice. Like wood, no yeah. Fuck. It was incredible, actually, how lot. Well, it wasn't really incredible. It was like fucking the first gaff of the, uh, of the campaign against the work you know traditionally the party of the worker and if you bring class politics into which i'm going to fucking try to at every opportunity tonight um they bash the fucking workers they fucking it's this elitist classist thing and this is the problem like mick was talking before how hard it is to listen to the abc and it has got harder and i fucking reckon a few of these people working there if if you got a decent labor party in and who, who started behaving a little bit more like um Lives behave with some of these um, taxpayer-funded organisations. They fucking clean the joint out and put some real journalists in, for fuck's sake. Like, oh, seriously. Absolutely. The fucking nonsense that some of these oh. pricks go on about, propping up the talking points of the ruling... of Not the... Yeah, the ruling club, but just rich people in general. You know, putting these fluff fucking pieces in about... How many fucking how this bloke's a bit of a goer in your local community because he owns about ten investment properties without fucking talking about the underlying problems that that creates? It just drives me fucking insane, Clarky. Your mate Stan Grant's been doing a really good job of promoting um, the libs and smashing Labor at every fucking opportunity he gets. He. I think back, and I used to think that he was a half-reasonable scout. I don't know whether I was completely wrong back then, but he's definitely changed his tune. And Chris Bowen gave him a pretty good tune-up on Q&A um, last week where basically someone from the audience would ask a question, Bowen would start answering it, and then Stan would interject with something off on a fucking tangent. And he's like, mate, how about you just fucking shut up and I'll answer old mate's fucking question because you're just talking shit. Was oh, basically what he said. He's in, a strange cat. In a more um, articulate uh, 
diplomatic way. His, his lurch to the right may reflect a uh, job hunting. Who knows? And he, there was some. There is a. He claims racism, but I can't remember the exact story. He did get punted. He went over. He was acting as foreign correspondent in China for a while because he got the shits with the country. But I don't think it was just coming from um, the class he was trying to enter in. I think it was coming from his own mob. But I. I probably cut that bit out but um yeah the, his, his story is very complicated but the end result is the guy's a confused guy and his principles aren't bedded down to where they should be and that's in the class he thinks he, he promotes the saying he's from but then talks like he's fucking just an aspirational fucking prick who's trying to get into the the right suburb of sydney you know it's the fucking the way i'll call it if yep. i may I'm gonna be fucking honest if we're gonna yep. just do a little fucking meditation section on this potty mm-hmm. Imagine for a second that you weren't being exposed to... You got music for this? <laughs> yeah, something, something some on. fucking Enya or something. Yeah, something. Let me have a look. I suppose... <laughs> nah, it doesn't suit. <laughs> it, it. it may not work. But you are going to be exposed to a fucking terrifying amount of outright lies, partial lies, bullshit, fluff, filler, filibuster, and all sorts of other things at this election. Um... We know we are preaching to the choir here, but we just wanted to relay some basic tools that you might be able to use to talk to your friend folk out and about in your workplace or whatever, because these are the times when the barbecues start to become a little bit awkward because people are firing from the hip and firing off the only talking points they know because everyone is self-conscious about politics. There's a very small percent of the population that will actually confidently stand there and know how the fuck the sausage is made, as Neil would say. So from the bottom, I'll only got make a couple of points on this. Rather than the personality politics and the, the abstract notions of strong leadership and persuasion and all this other fucking bullshit, the reality of the parliament is that the lower house creates laws all the press conferences, all the fucking backgrounding of journalists, all the feature pieces and all the fucking editorials mean fuck all. All that matters is the laws that are created in the lower house and the way the Senate deals with those laws. That is it. It is so fucking innate and boring it is not funny. The rest of the fucking pop culture world around politics has people voting completely against their self-interest. So all I would really leave you with is the fact that you'll find a website called howtheyvote.com.au. I thought you were going to say there's a good website called Tory Jesus, but anyway, that's all right. There is also a fucking good website (laughs) called Tory Jesus. And that shows you, aside from all the spin and um, supposedly being everyone wants to be friends of the worker, they claim they are friends of the worker, they're there for the battler, they're there for all these things. You can find out how every current parliamentarian has voted on a website and it tells you their their instinctual basis for how they vote, how strong they are with or against things and that that is a very helpful tool. For anyone that is um, putting their hand up as a first-time candidate, if they don't have an industrial relations policy publicly, that means they, will, they don't have one and they will go with the government of the day um, and probably fall into line with the libs. So that's a problem. Tories in sheep's clothing. Absolutely. Um, most of them are. Even... To be honest, what we need in this country is fucking IR reform in favour of the worker. So centrists are not going to cut it. Um, Centre-lefts aren't going to cut it. We need the broom through the thing and go again. And if we're talking about these situations where we are in the crib shed or at a barbecue and people are saying, 
you know, life is fucking stressful. Capitalism is ratcheting up um, the working class's lives so much that people don't feel like they've got time to pay attention or um, that the outcomes of politics aren't something that they can afford to pay attention to. But the reality is... If you dis- if workers keep disengaging from politics, they are handing over their their vote to the boss because there are three people that I'll just list that do fucking pay attention to politics. That's your boss, your landlord, and your bank. They are very very interested in politics, and they have organised effectively. They've used their capital to buy fucking laws that suit them. So if we don't engage in politics at this election we are going to see more of the same. So as the old saying goes, don't talk about the outcome if you're not involved, um, but they're just a couple of basic little thoughts that I thought I might load up onto you guys if you are trapped at a barbecue with someone talking a bit of shit. Very good bit there for the tens of thousands of listeners that we do have um, for this potty. And very, very fucking important. This election, we've got the chance to change the government and it could be your seat that makes that change happen. So don't underestimate your ability to create change in this country at this federal election. It's going to be pretty amazing. Um, but Lee Camp's tweet was pretty um, on point, I thought, and it said... Oh, Jesus. It said, they lied to us about Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Libya, Vietnam, North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, Guatemala, Honduras, Haiti, Cuba, Panama, and Nicaragua. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Yep. But they're telling us the truth about the Ukraine. I'll say that. Yeah. Fucking good, good, good tweet. Well, we're going to do it. We'll be, chuck it in. Chuck what in? Chuck the music in. You what music? One H. One H, that's it. One H. Right. One H. Oh, hang on. Right, I hang on. Because we only usually have one good one H. Anyway. <laughs> hang on. Here we go. Yes. There we go. Right, eh? Meme time. One, one each. One each? One, yeah, we've got it. One each. Pressure's building. So I'll go first then. And it's not a meme, it's a tweet. We should just we should include tweets, but... Um, we always have. This okay. is from Johnny the Nice Painter, and this is his tweet. In these financially challenging times, I think it would be useful if we all shared our money-saving tips. Here's mine. <laughs> Stop voting in the fucking Tories. <laughs> yes. We'll keep it in the theme of the election. So th- uh, this think of the most uh, vulnerable person you know, think of that person, and vote in their best interest. Duh, it's a tip. But we're looking for humour. We're looking for humour. You've had your go. Oh. <laughs> Here, we- Very accurate. Here we go. Here's a picture of... This better be good, Mick. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> Here's a picture of a pretty white but pretty cool-looking Jesus with a happy look on his face in outer space looking down on the earth. And it says, Jesus watching me lick chocolate syrup off my partner's butthole. And out of his mouth it says, oh, hell yeah, these are the sins I died for. (laughs) I like it. Value for my sacrifice. Did we... Did you guys hear that there was a bit of a power vacuum in Pakistan? So there was a no-confidence yes, motion the, and yeah, they, they asked him and all that. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> remember for our uh, last fucking play in Venezuela, my sources have declared that Juan Guaido has declared himself Prime Minister of Pakistan. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, he gets around. No, no doubt about it. So is that it? No, it's got to be. It's been a long time, man. Just give yourself time. But I'm, oh, I'm concerned, no, no, no. I'm concerned about our limit. Good shout out. Good shout out for. Uh, I got it. Get it. I better get this one right. Yeah, here we go. Good shout out for good for a good Twitter page to follow. Oh, just lost me pop filter, Clarky. That's gonna fuck oh, shit, up, man. isn't it? It's gonna fuck your shit up. So there's this. Oh, let me just let me just get it up to. Um, so there's this uh, this Twitter page called. It's right. Batshit moments in Australian politics. And fucking, if you want to give yourself a little bit of an education on why the fucking bricks on the other side, the Tories are, are bad. It's just it's just one fucking hilarious moment after another. So the time that, where do we start? Where do we start? The time that, and we'll take you back, memories, good memories of when, remember Hurry that up, time yeah. Remember that time when uh, Scott Morrison's uh, shoes were photoshopped? Remember yeah, that one? Right. That image? Yep. Just all that sort of stuff. So there's that. There's Barnaby's infamous um, Christmas message from last year where he started saying he wants the government out of his life and he's in the fucking government. Um, there's a few <laughs> features from Malcolm Roberts. There's a couple from um, Clive Palmer. There's the one where Tony Abbott is just there a, nods Is there his a head point to this or what are you doing? Talk. I'm just giving a plug. I'm just oh, giving right a eh? fucking plug. Yeah, <laughs> just no, wondering. It's, it's called Mixed Memes. There is fucking literally my catalogue. There is literally no point. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's, your, what's your fucking offering? Oh, Mate, you've heard mine. The, you heard the rules early. You broke them straight away. All right, all and right. fucking here we are 10 minutes later and you're just dribbling shit. Yeah, that's true. You know, have more respect for our listeners, mate. I do. I do. Righto. So there's one here, old mate, on Twitter. And he's he's tweeted, The outrage you're feeling now is the outrage you should feel when the US states... Oh, sorry. When the United States bombs or occupies a country, which is every day. And then there's a picture of old mate from um, Family Guy pointing the finger. Um, Russian invades another country. And their response is old mate pointing the finger going, only we, only we get to do that. Yeah, that was shit delivery. I'll own that. Rubbish delivery. <laughs> this is raw. <clears throat> this is real life shit right now. So here's one from the Wolf of Wall Street. So it's... Old mate standing there and he's like addressing everyone and it says, if you're 20 to 30 and your main circle isn't discussing (laughs) building counter power, collectively fighting climate catastrophe, abolishing all forms of hierarchy, anti-capitalism and decolonialisation and land back, then it's time to find a new circle. Your network is your net worth. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) So a fucking dickhead televangelist. Thought it'd be a good idea, tw- good idea to tweet. The God that you serve is too wise to make a mistake and too loving to be unkind. And someone tweeted back, "Cunt, our source of light gives us cancer." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, short, sharp, and amazing. Love it. You see Will Smith slap someone? Did you see that? There's been a lot of good memes run off the back of that. Oh, fuck! Using his attack. Great ones. Yeah. So when sometimes capitalist publications say the quiet thing loudly, so MIT Technology Review said in a headline, the problem with solar panels that generate a lot of electricity in the middle of a sunny day, frequently more than what's required, it drives down prices, sometimes even into negative territory. That's a problem. That's outrageous. Free electricity (laughs) is so shit. Oh, fucking nice. It's better than the... uh the candidate for the Shooters Fishers Farmers Party last night that was fully endorsing nuclear is the 
fucking solution to climate change. Just do your research. Don't be scared. Uh-huh. Fucking, oh, yeah, fucking climate. Nuclear. Nuclear is the answer. You it clearly is. have done no research, you fucking moron. Never the answer. Human beings are real clever. We're clever. We'll get clever. We're getting more clever. That was what he was saying. That's oh, literally Jesus. what he said. Jesus. Literally what he said. So we're about to make radioactive waste. Hopefully he's not get, leading the charge. Get real smart and fix it. Yeah, just fix it. Anyway, this segment's over, cunts, because we're fucking need to wrap shit up. So I'm not hanging on. I'm fucking wrapping it up. She's wrapping up right this second. <clears throat> Oh, actually, fuck this. We'll finish it with a finish it with a quote from the great Eugene V. Debs. Right on. Here we go. And this is a fucking banger. I couldn't believe it. I had to read it about three times. Here we go. While there is a lower class, I am in it. And while there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. Fucking here, here, comrade. So it's over. That's it. Potty over. <laughs> Podcast over. No more. We said we okay, stick yeah. to an hour. We've got to fucking stick to an hour. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say a shout-out to all our listeners that have taken the time in their busy lives to listen to us talk shit again on this podcast. Shout-out to our comrade Ash in the Pilbara doing God's work for the ETU over there. Um, keep up the good work, comrade, and no war but class war. Over to you. Good. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I'll put the links in the fucking potty of all the uh, – in the notes of all the things that you've mentioned and um, – uh, yeah, just vote accordingly to your um, whatever. I've got nothing. Sorry, I'll just pass that on. I forgot. <laughs> vote ALP in the House of Reps, in the Senate, put the libs last. Yep. Yes, there's something coming up probably after this potty comes out, but before we'll have a chance to get to you again. Um, it's really fucking simple. I know that the majority of people listening to this will understand what needs to be done, but you do need to dig in. Um, this is the most important election facing workers in 30 years. Um, it is a simple, simple outcome. Around Australia, workers need to not go into their little tribes and think that their electorate's super important. Fuck all that off. We need to brutally force seven seats to change hands to get an ALP majority in the lower house of parliament to produce a good industrial relations package to fix all our fucking woes, insecure work, ABCC, The Rock... Casual employment, the fucked award system, that's what has to be done. Do not worry about how fucking good or bad your local candidate is because then you're just playing the personalities. Vote ALP1, put the libs last, and in the Senate, have a look state by state, it's going to be different. In Tassie, Labor can't win another seat in the Senate by the looks of things. So we're promoting a pretty good lefty senator down here. But do your research. Again, just pick the... All we're trying to do is lubricate the Senate. We need a a clean as possible passage through the Senate for a quality industrial relations bill that we've got through a majority ALP in the lower house. We need to have that as smooth passage as possible through the Senate by and make sure that these fucking... Um, Nazis on the right don't get in there because they will amend the fuck out of any bill and they will either stop it or amend it to within an inch of its life, Um, hence no improvement for workers. So Libs last, ALP in the lower house, best pick senator depending on which state you're in. That is the fucking task and please don't leave anything in the tank because there'll be no point saying I'll have a holiday after the election if the Libs get a fucking another term because workers will be fucking on the back foot from day one. Morrison's already said he's bringing back all of Omnibus if he gets another term. See the word mandate in there. Anyway, rant over, good times, 
fucking fight like fuck. We should celebrate the fact that we still have a democracy we can get involved in in Australia. So on the other side of this, hopefully when we produce our next potty, we've got some positivity to share with you. I'm almost too scared to do one on election night again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Kiss we'll, of death. We've had a bad yeah, run. That's bad right. run. You. The end, bye. And go on strike. I say great. Crikey smells okay. Done.
what is already available through terabytes of WikiLeaks. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, it's hard because some of the footage isn't real good. And you're like, 